0: Welcome into the Lockdown Grizzlies podcast, man. Oh man, what a game last night against the Rockets. Man, that was fun. That was exciting. We're going to talk about John Rand. We're going to talk about that game today. We're going to talk about it all on this episode of Lockdown Grizzlies. Pull up jump shot. It's good. Randolph does it again. Three point game. They've got to go for three now. No choice. Conley for three. First team all defense. First team all defense. Here's Casal from outside. Good. A three. Yes. Here's Randall. With six tenths of a second. Lapahee. Yes. 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 A tremendous defense. Wow. The relentless Tony Allen. Shot pocket four. Randall puts it up. Puts it up. You are Locked On Grizzlies, your daily Memphis Grizzlies podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. John Moran is a bad, bad man. Did a lot of things last night. Everything, I just kept getting more and more surprised. Easily, easily the best game of his young career last night. Did it all. I mean, really did it all. The Grizzlies get a W Against the Rockets, move to six games or six wins in a row. They are well on their way to the playoffs. They are in a race, baby. They are in a race, and it is very, very clear and evident that it is going to come down. You know, maybe I don't know. I don't know what the ceiling is for this team because no one expected this. If you thought this was going to happen this year, you're a liar. I don't care who you are. If you thought this team was going to be this, it's just not true. Nobody expected this. Nobody saw this. And that's. What makes it even more fun? That is what makes it even more exciting. Is it's just no one expected this to be so fun so early on in this rebuild, and that's what's also exciting. Is that it's a rebuild. There is no, there's no nothing. There's no expectations. There's just a lot of fun. And John Moran, a bad bad man, uh, does a lot of really little things. It's really just fun to watch him play. So, I, I, we're gonna talk about John Moran in this, in this. In this episode, obviously, we're going to talk about all the things he did. We're going to talk about that game last night, but also want to talk a little bit about Dylan Brooks. Uh, I know it sounds weird, but we're going to talk a little bit about Dylan Brooks, what we can expect in the offseason for him. I had a question about it, and that's kind of what prompted me to talk about him today. So, again, John Rand, Batman, that's where we're going to start. He did so many good things last night. Every time, it's it's the afternoon and the next day, and I'm still reveling in this game. I mean, every time I think about a, a highlight play, I keep remembering like, all those all those things were in the same game. He had the uh, the behind-the-back pass to Jaron Jackson Jr. He had another, obviously, ridiculous dribble. And then alley-oop for a Jaron Jackson monster slam, which I threw my phone down and almost ran over a kid, running around my office. All worth it, though. Uh, another just dime across the court to Solomon Hill, just incredible, uh, leaping, uh, just a no look, a no look lob to Brandon Clark. Forgot about that. Uh, he went behind his back beating J- He beat James Harden behind his back. Like, and then after all that, after all that, he beat James Harden with a step back three in his face. Oh man. And, and I said this on Twitter last night. I don't like watching James Harden play. Just not a fan. I can understand that. I can see how good he is at basketball. I get it. I know how good he is at basketball. I just don't like watching him play. The inefficiency, the flopping, the just—I just doesn't appeal to me at all. If you're a James Harden fan, more power to Not my thing. And for Ja Morant to beat James Harden with a step back dribble or step back three in his face was one of the greatest things of the night. That just right there was fantastic not to mention James Harden gave him a lot of space in the first quarter and John Morant just knocked it down in his eye and said tell that MF -er about me tell that MF -er about me man that was so much fun I so much fun to watch him play and I I don't know who's making shirts these days but if I don't get a tell that MF -er about me shirt in my DM very soon I'm gonna be upset with everybody out there cuz that is so much just, just so much fun. I mean it's just so exciting to watch him play. This game was just it was great. I didn't I never I never saw this coming. I never saw it coming. Even with Russell Westbrook out, I still think the Houston Rockets are a better team than the Grizzlies, but I never saw this coming that the fact they would be in this position to Beat a team like the Rockets with a lot of really good players. Not to mention James Harden, who goes for 41. Now he takes 37 shots to get there, and took 19 three pointers because that's the efficiency love from how James Harden. Still, I mean, just just all did all the things. J- Drummond did all the things last night. It was his most complete. He was his best game from him all year long. And it just really was ten for eleven from the field, three from four from three, uh, five rebounds, eight assists, a block, a steal, a plus 16, 26 points, thirty seven minutes—the most minutes he played all year long. But he was des I mean, he he was determined to beat James Harden. It's like to be the best player on the court, and that's like the one of the best things about John Morant is like he's making his mission to. Make most of the players out there who could consider quote unquote good or superstars in the league, he's like making it his sole mission to make them look dumb while he's playing them. Like that part about it is the most fun. He's like going out of his way to make people look dumb and silly on the court. I'm all here for that. Like I am here for John Morant making James Harden, going out of his way to make James Harden look silly or anybody else for that matter. I thought it was just fun. It's just fun to watch. It was just, it's so much uh, fun to see John Morant do all those things. It, it, Probably the most fun I've I've had watching a Grizzlies regular season game, if not in a long, long time, maybe. I mean, it's a long, long time since we've had this much fun together as a, as just being fans and watching these guys play. Jaron Jackson, Jr., baby. I mean, he's here. To, he's also here to stay. Jaron Jackson Jr. is here to stay 6-for-16, 2-for-7-for-3. Not a great percentage there, but still stroking it. 15 points, a couple rebounds, three steals, two blocks. The last minute of that game, he was a defensive monster. I mean, it was insane. He was blocking him on one end. John Morant's going down the court, shooting him on the other end, dialing it out on the other end. Just all around insane ending to that game. John Morant and Jaron Jackson Jr. have finally become – one of the most perfect pairings, and it's just it's great that they're on the Grizzlies team because the Grizzlies, you guys, myself, we have fans, have been through the ringer over the past decade, uh, through crappy front offices, through just players we thought would be good and never were good, for giving away stupid picks, for taking on Jeff Green and giving away their first-round pick we still don't have. All that, all that was worth getting Jaron Jackson Jr., and John Moran and they're not even they're not even in. There's still more to come on this team. Let's take a quick break. We'll continue talking about this young core after the break. To get fit in 2020, you don't have to join a gym or pay a ton for overpriced fitness equipment. The best way to get into the best shape of your life is with Echelon. Go to echelonfit.com to discover their EX1 connected fitness bikes that offer a high quality at-home cycling experience at a less than half the price of a peloton echelon makes beautifully engineered products for everyone busy moms and dads first responders and elite athletes whatever your activity level they make a bike just for you go to echelonfitcom slash lonba to learn about their limited time free apple ipad and complete details of this exclusive offer echelon it's your time. That's E-C-H-E-L-O-N fit.com slash L-O-N-B-A. Echelonfit.com slash L-O-N-B-A. Welcome back to the show. Like I mentioned, Jaron Jackson Jr. and John Rant aren't even it. You know what's had a great game? D'Anthony Melton. I wish D'Anthony Melton plays 37 minutes now. I mean, 12 points from him, four from nine from the field, six rebounds, four assists, a block. It was fantastic. Brandon Clark, 14 points, seven rebounds. Also, really, really good. Think about this for a minute, Grizzlies fans. Think about this for one second. The next six years, not including this one, so seven years including this year, you will have at least Jaron Jackson Jr., John Morant, DeAnthony Melton, Brandon Clark, Possibly Dylan Brooks, depending on what happens this year. I mean, you can't ask for anything other than that. You lock up Jaron Jackson Jr. and John Randall and all these guys and they become restricted free agents. You can give them five-year deals and, you know, like having the bird rights and giving them five-year deals and locking them up for a long time. So for the like the next seven years, including this one, six years, this is your core? I mean, that's that's pretty fun to think about. Not to mention if they if they re-sign, re-sign Dylan Brooks, who, by the way, a sneaky, sneaky good game last night. 24 points, 6 for 10 from 3, 8 for 17 from the field in 31 minutes. A sneaky, sneaky good game from from uh, Dylan Brooks last night. Not to mention, if they re-sign Dylan Brooks, you know, like, that's a pretty damn good core. I- I'll say that right now. Depending on what they do in free agency, depending on how how much further along Grayson Allen comes, not to mention you have Tyus Jones for the next four years because Tyus Jones is the one of the most... Probably the best backup point guard they've ever had. He had not a great game last night, but one of the best backup point guards they've ever had, probably. And so you think about that, depending on what they do in free agency, what they do with trades, because they still have trade bait and still Solomon Hill, Andre Ogadala, Jay Crowder, all these type of things. They still have all that to be able to trade for assets or players. And they have this core. That right there is something to think about. It's ridiculous to think about. So, all those people saying that we need Jay Crowder, and yes, I was one of those people that said you got to have at least have the conversation about Jay Crowder when it comes to trade time. This shows you right there that Jay Crowder is not like the glue that is going to, this team's going to fall apart if he gets traded. It's just not going to happen. Like I mentioned a few days ago, though, if it's like a late second round pick, yeah, maybe you think about that. I don't think that's what it's going to be because I think people are going to be willing to pay for Jay Crowder at least something more than a late second round pick. I think people are going to want to be able to pay for that type of player on their team, I think you'll get something for him. So, if it comes down to it, you're still able to trade Jay Crowder for stuff, Solemn Hill for stuff, Andrew Uguodala for stuff, all those things, and on the top of all of that, you still have a really, really good core in this young Grizzlies team. And not to mention, by the way, you have Josh Jackson sitting out there who is still probably an asset, a positive asset, you can trade to somebody as well. Like, all those things. You think of you put all those things, you stack it up, and the Grizzlies are on the way to a playoff race. And just a you know this year, I mean, getting at John Durant, getting the second round pick, and this front office change has literally changed the entire direction and the entire dynamic of this franchise. It is insane how much has changed over one summer for this franchise. I, I for one, love it. After all the crappy years the Grizzlies fans, you you guys, myself included, have had to endure, this is all worth it, to have this core, this team, this player, this front office right now. And I can't wait to say what they do around the trade deadline because I think it's only going to get better. We'll have one more quick break. We'll come back. We'll talk about Dylan Brooks. Welcome back to the show. We're going to talk about Dylan Brooks in this last segment. And I think it is kind of a conundrum, if you will, because Dylan Brooks is having a pretty good season, honestly. Like, all things considered... He is a wing that can score the basketball, and now at times we uh, bag on him for the inefficiency of his scoring and the way he does not pass to his teammates, and that happens. Like, you know, that happens. I I, I understand it. I get it. It makes me angry just like it makes everyone everyone else angry because we've talked about it on this very show about how Dylan Brooks may not be the right person, but I think Dylan Brooks is is still a role player in this league. the reason we're even talking about Dylan Brooks is because I got asked a question about what he's going to make in the summer. We'll get to that here in a minute. The problem is that I think Dylan Brooks is out of position in the sense I think he could be way better as a role player. I think he will be able to take better shots. I think he will be able to beat people off the dribble more often because he's playing against subpar or other role players. So I think he's playing out of position. I think everybody kind of has conceded that point that he's probably not a starting guard in this league, but he is a guy that can get buckets for sure. I mean, he's a guy that can come in the game and score points when he, especially when he's hot when he's, when he's hitting the uh, the three ball. I mean, he's a good shooter. He uh, scored six, six threes last night. Like, he is a good shooter. And so that's a rare thing in this league to be able to have a guy that can come off the board, come off the bench, or just in general, just score the basketball really a lot of times whenever they want to. And so, you know, that's why that's kind of a conundrum of Dylan books because he's playing himself into a good contract. I mean, he's playing uh, himself into uh, other teams that will want that. And will probably say, Hey, we want you to come be our starting shooting guard. And the Grizzlies might say, well, you know we're gonna bring it. We're gonna make a trade for a Malik Beasley, or I'm just I'm just giving his name as a reference because that's someone who always gets talked about. You know maybe there's someone like Malik a Malik Beasley that comes in and they want Malik Beasley to start and Dylan Brooks come off the bench. Is Dylan willing to do that? Those are the type of things that you have to take into consideration. Yes, he is restricted. Yes, the Grizzlies have his bird rights. They can offer him or match any offer out there. But do you do that if he doesn't want to be here? Like he he doesn't want to be here. He says I'm not going to play for you, even if you do sign me, then at that point, you have to let him go. You have to just let him walk away, no matter what that what that amount is. And so it's a situation where he's playing himself into a really good position in terms of other teams and what they're going to be willing to pay him and maybe what the Grizzlies are, are also going to have to pay him. I've seen some people throw around a, a, a middle of exception number, which would be about 10 million. I think it's like $9.7 million a year. I just don't think I don't see it. I think Dylan Brooks is going to get 12, between 12 and $15 million a year. I really do because, again, it's a commodity that is not really around. Because we always say, oh, let's just go get a shooter. If we just had that one wing, that, that one playmaker on the wing, we had that one wing that can knock down a shooter. Everybody says that because you know what? It's difficult to find in this league. Grizzlies fans, how long have we been saying, I just wish we had a knockdown wing shooter like a decade. I mean, forever because they just don't come along that often. So, yes, he is inefficient at times. Yes, he doesn't pass the ball. I get all those things. Yes, should you po- explore trade possibilities if he's playing himself into a bigger contract than you're willing to play? Absolutely. All those things are true. But he is playing. He is at a position where scoring is a premium, where playmaking is a premium in this league, and it just doesn't come around often. And I think people are going to be willing to pay for that. And so the Grizzlies are going to have to make a decision, I think, sooner rather than later about Dylan Brooks. I think you have to you know, you have to know, know what the market's gonna dictate. And I personally think it's gonna be quite a high market. I mean, Jan Falanchunas got fifteen million dollars. I mean, like there are players out there making a lot of money, and his skill set is a premium skill set and scoring and wing playmaking in this league right now. And so that's the ultimate issue is that he has a premium skill set that you may not be willing to pay for. And so the Grizzlies, the conundrum, if you will, is the Grizzlies will have to figure out, are they willing to pay that amount of money for Dylan Brooks? Will that hamper them in giving Jaron Jackson money or anybody else money that they might want to do? Do Do they tie themselves to Dylan Brooks as their starter? All those are questions they have to answer I think you probably want to answer him sooner rather than later, because if you can get something for Dylan Brooks at the trade deadline, if, if he's what turns, turns into something else for a, another shooter or better shooter or a better playmaker, then you have to consider that. I don't know if that's something the Grizzlies should do. I mean, I, I'd rather have him, have him here on the bench on a good contract if it were me, but also understand that that might not be, that might not be possible for the Grizzlies to have. I don't know if you're going to be able to have both things, for the Grizzlies, I don't know if you're going to be able to have a good contract, you know, all those type of things that you want him here on the bench in the perfect role. Now, if he sees the long-term vision and maybe thinks he can win a championship here, maybe that's, maybe that's something different. But I've said for a long time, uh, players don't make decisions based off of championships. Very rarely. They do, especially in a young career for an NBA player. They make decisions based off of money, and that's largely it. If you can pay them a lot of money, they'll come to your team. Now, they start making decisions based on championships later in their career. If they haven't won one or if they really want to go somewhere to win, you see that a lot. But not really in their young careers. They want to make the money. They want to have a good contract. So I, I think it's something the Grizzlies are going to have to decide what they want to do with Dylan Brooks. And I think it would behoove them or beheve them. I don't know. Is that a word? Maybe you guys tell me. If behoove. I don't I don't know. But it would behoove them to make a decision sooner rather than later if you haven't already subscribed to the show make sure you don't do that whatever podcast platform you guys are using i appreciate that i saw a new review on the on the podcast the other day i appreciate that if you haven't already reviewed the show take just a minute go review the show in apple itunes really helps me really helps the show if you haven't already seen it our andre igodala trade specials are already in your podcast feed you might have to scroll to get them because it's been a few days since we released them, but they're still there. So go check those out part one and part two. If you haven't already listened to them, share it with your friends. We'll be coming out with another trade special soon about what the trades Grizzlies should or should not look at doing just in general to make their team better. So go subscribe, go check out Andre Iguodala. We'll be back soon with another episode with Joe Molinax as well.